Welcome to Talking Prisoner. I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce my new co-host, Tim Burns, film director and many other talents. Welcome, Tim. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. No, it's good to have you here. And I, like, I know a lot of the fans already know who you are. And um, I mean, you've made some amazing movies and, and shows, including Growing Your Boys, Mondo Maniacs, The Honeysuckle Sisters, Sizzle 77, Brown Your Backpackers, Moonlight and Magic, Nancy Nancy, Prisoner Queen, which has featured Prisoner cast member Jude Kuring. What else have you done? You've done heaps. <laughs> really looked at IMDb, haven't you, for that one? <laughs> yeah. I, I did. But, There's more, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. There were a few kind of repeats there. Celebrity House Cleaner um, was the most recent one that we've um, put out with Bailene Pierce and Babs and. Um, Venturi and Carla Bonner and a few other people. But, yeah, and Sizzler 77 came out this year as well. So, um, yeah, and we're doing um, – we're writing some more and doing second seasons of all those shows as well, which is going to be exciting. And thank you again for um, asking me to pop in and and um, and do Talking Prisoner with you. I'm looking forward to, um, to sharing some memories and talking to some very interesting Australian actors. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to have you on. I mean, we met last year at the event that we had uh, in in August at Richmond with with Maxine. That's where we first connected, and uh, I mean, we just we got along so well. And your knowledge of the TV and film and Australian TV industry is just amazing, especially Prisoner and all those shows. So I'm I'm really excited to have you on with me doing this. Um, and you've also worked with a lot of Prisoner cast members as well, including Babs and Raylene, Maxine um jude elsbeth yeah. i mean <laughs> the list goes on stage as i think i've said before your thing it was really hard um you know when we did these started doing these you know brown new boys was actually back in 2008 maybe um it was actually quite hard to find an actress over 40 that hadn't been in prison now it's hard to find an actress over 60 that hadn't been in prison because time's moving on so um, yeah, I think Baronia boys, there's there's Elspeth playing the matriarch of Baronia and um, Desiree and Maxine play Cameron and I's girlfriend and right. Raylene, best friend of, of of Elspeth's, which was great casting there, you know, because that that came across. And, and Kylie Foster's also in it. Um, oh, who, yeah. yeah, who played, um, she was a, a friend from back then. We, um, I had a house down Coronet Bay and that's where she was living at the time. She was good friends with Maxine. And um, so, yeah, so at one point we sort of like, it was just me and Cameron were the only ones that weren't actually in Prisoner. And even though it's called Baronia Boys, we were the only guys that was, the only men that were in the thing, you know. It tricked people into thinking you were going to see this film about about boys, but really it was about, you know, uh, the female voice. Yeah. <laughs> and no one sort of picked up on that, but thank you, yeah. And, and also a, uh, a newspaper also wrote about Bronya Boys was in 2009, independent filmmaker Tim Burns released the cult suburban film Bronya Boys, a piece of Australian history perfectly capturing the suburb in the late 2000s. Um, and, I mean, all the Prisoner fans, I'm sure, have seen it. it it's a great, like, it, it's amazing, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say it's amazing. Look, we all got together and um, we, it was really interesting. We, we, I'd written it this, this, as a series and um, I actually bumped into Maxine. I think it was at the ABC. We were both working on something there. And she said, come and, come and talk to Andrew about it, um, who was working. He was the EP of um, executive producer of comedy at the ABC at the time. And um, I showed him the scripts and he just went, oh, this is, this is a film, you know. And I think the ABC had just 
started doing Kath and Kim. So it was, they weren't looking for any more suburban kind of, you know, comedies at the time. And, um, and so, and Andrew mentored me, you know, with, with writing it or, you know, sort of adapting it as, as a screen version. And then, um, you know, we'll, so he, he took on the role of, of producer of, of Baronia Boys and, um, you know, I got Cam involved um, to play the other role because, um, and we, we had a, he organised a reading from memory and so, um, which really helped, you know, so all the ensemble cast, Elspeth and Desiree all came together and we, we read and we had about three of those before we started shooting and um, when we eventually did start shooting or, you know, it was coming to that point, um, Andrew had become quite ill and we all just sort of the cast just got together and said look you know um let's just do it with no money so we did um because there was money but you know and 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 we did we all just got together and and I think it was about six or seven days and just made this thing and there was a lot of passion there and and a lot of fun characters and and yeah and then it, it got released at the cinema a couple of years later and um yeah it was all good a lot of fun and then we did the sequel the um and we brought all the cast back, which is now a series called Brainy Backpackers. It's on YouTube. And yeah. that's like uh, following the story of all the characters. No, yeah, so that... and, and, and that's one thing about you is, and, and someone else said it, uh, it was actually Hayden that said it a few weeks ago when I saw him. Um, Tim just gets shit done, you know, no money, whatever. We, you just get it done. You get it made. And, you know, you've made all these shows. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a credit to you. Honestly, oh, look, I don't know if the shows are for everybody, but um, you know, I mean, there was, but then there's people who love them, so that that's all good. Uh, Mondo Maniacs is a thing that Maxine and I did because basically we, um, I had access to a camera and, and these scripts, and we just like threw it all together and said, let's let's throw it into a film festival and see what happens. And we did. I, I cut it together as as like a, a standalone film and sent it off to Atlanta and it won Best Comedy and Maxine got Best Supporting Actress, which is weird because she's actually the lead in it. And she did a great job and it was just hidden on an archive, you know, on a hard drive hidden away for, you know, a few years. And then recently Maxine said to me, bring it out, bring it out, put it out, redo it. I cut it up and we did. And, um, and you know, right up until, um, you know, this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Maxine loved that role that she played in that. And she, she, I think a lot of, we called it Moonlight and Magic. And I, then sort of we decided to call it Mondo Maniacs. It's just about these two maniacs that are running around um, living out, in out of a combi van and and um, robbing shops. And I, I think the first episode we, we, we rob an op shop that's run by Elspeth Ballantyne and she plays this, you know, weird woman that comes out and starts chasing us but yeah so so it came from that and that was actually yeah um before brony boys but anyway and we just kept like pumping stuff out and doing things and you know they just got bigger and bigger and um yeah and now we're up to a, a mini series version of nancy nancy um which uh we filmed during the lockdowns out of the lockdowns and shooting bit was easy the hard bit is editing so I mean, the shooting took a you know a year because of the lockdowns, but the editing has doubled that, and so I'm nearly right at the end of that. So, Although every, every every time I ring you, I'm, I'm like, "What are you up to?" And you're editing. You're always editing. <laughs> <laughs> you've won several but, awards as well. The Melbourne Underground Film Festival too. You've you've won awards as well. Won a few awards there. I think I won Best Actor twice. That was for Sizzler '77, and then um, yeah, uh, where I played a pimp. Uh, Raylene Pierce is also in that. She plays a uh, chocolate addicted informant, 
um, called Chucky, who like the more chocolates you give her, the more information she gives. Give. I kind of dressed her up as an, an old drag queen, actually. She just went along and did it. And I think there's one scene where she literally, uh, she takes the chocolate when she's eating the chocolate. That wasn't my direction. I just said, really enjoy the chocolate bar. And she certainly did when she put it in her mouth. Um, but, um, and Ian, Ian Merton's in that. And I just realized he was in prisoner too. Um, he played Joyce Barry's husband, uh, excuse me, Joyce oh. Barry's uh, son, um, in, in prisoner. Who was the husband? And I actually knew the original guy who played the husband. Um, my friend Imogen, her dad was Joyce Barry's Oh, the first husband. Oh, first one. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think his name was or something like that. Um, yeah. but that was my. Imogen, who um, she was in some of my earlier films. I'm talking about like, you know, felt when we had a Super 8 camera and we just used to make put on dress-ups and film in back alleyways and all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, so what were you up to? Sizz Sizzler, um, yeah. So some, actually, just, yeah. you brought up Joyce Barry's first husband. I've got, got to go back a sec. Could you have imagined someone like Joyce Barry in real life? I mean, the way she was, leaving her husband for someone at work. I couldn't even imagine someone like George Barry working as a prison officer. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be honest, with glasses like that, I don't think she would have passed the medical. Do you? Well, what about Maybe. when they made the governor? I mean, that was that was funny. Did was she a governor at one point? At one point, uh, they made an acting governor. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I mean, went through a lot. She, she, she went through a lot. That character. She uh, she was nearly killed by uh, Eve Wilder. She was made acting governor. She left her husband for the prison chef. I mean, she did a lot. Quite a bit, didn't she? And then, like, I remember when that character first appeared, when the, when the show actually first started. Oh, look, I was in primary school, and um, she wasn't she wasn't the main thing. But I had a there was a thing called RI called religious instructions, and this like weird <laughs> for like about an hour and just tell us stories about the Bible. And we'd all just like sit there going, are you for like no one? I mean, it was like 80% atheist. Are yeah, yeah. And anyway, the RI teacher actually looked exactly like Joyce Barry. And I remember saying to this other kid, I said, that RI teacher that keeps teaching us to sing that, and if I was a butterfly, I thank you, Lord, you know, that my wing, you know, we'd sing all these like awful songs like that. And I said, she looks like that Joyce, Joyce sure. Barry. Pringle, yeah. And everyone, and he goes, oh, she does too. You know, the bob, the glasses, the matronly figure. And um, we used to call her Joyce Barry the Screw every time we'd have, like, R.I. instructions. And she, you know, she wasn't happy with that. But we used to blaspheme as well and sort of she'd scream at us. But, yes, so. Um, she had a great wig, like, um, remember when Tony Mockbell escaped to Greece and he had that, that, that amazing wig that he wore while he was hiding out? Joyce no, Barry. I don't remember. But I remember Joyce Barry coming into, um, in she was wearing a wig, and she came into the laundromat or the laundry scene, and one That's of the prisoners funny. turns, bonds a wig, and um, that was that that was a catchphrase for us at school whenever someone would come with a new haircut and they oh, had a shot. yeah that job at you know at at some crappy hairdresser in Knox City or something you'd go oh bonds a wig yeah. Um, for many years but um yes yeah I, I, some of the they, they were good actors um you know a lot of, and really nice people the ones that i've that i've worked with and i've learned a lot a lot from them you know just that the way they work and you know their approach to script and stretching this the, the, the given material and um 
you know, what I loved about Baronia Boys is that Maxine and Desiree were such a great comedy double act. And um, and even Cameron and you know, they, everyone was in tune with each other on that on that particular show. Like Raylene had Raylene and 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 Maxine. Uh, sorry, that was the character's name. Elspeth plays a character called Maxine, but you know there was a rapport with them and Maxine and Desiree. And, and I'd known Cameron for years um, before you know we went to school together as well. He was a little kid from Round of the Twist. Um, oh, that's... and yeah, he pl- I can't remember the character's name, but he was very young. Um, when he was in Round the Twist. And we went to, I think when we were doing Baronia Backpackers, so we were backpacking through Europe and, you know, because the girls had already shot their stuff back here in Australia and we were going through Europe. And at the time we, uh, the Swedish Baronia Boys, the first one was opening in Sweden and the Prisoner Fan Club um, did an event and asked us to come along to a screening of Baronia Boys. And we did. And, um, and we did a talk after it and all that sort of thing. And it was it was actually they were really, really nice people. And um and we did a QA after and then sang the song, the Baronia Boys theme song, which we filmed and put it in the sequel kind of thing. And um we, when we were doing the QA, um, I think Cameron said something about how he was on Round the Twist. And he would have been about 12, you know, little blonde boy kind of thing. And um and he found out, he turned up to shooting one day and he found out that Sheila Florence was playing a role in it. And she'd already done, you know, it was like years after Prisoner. And he was so excited. He rang up his sister and he was going, guess who's on our show? Guess who's on our show? And his sister's going, who? And he goes, Lizzie from Prisoner. And um, he was retelling the story to all the Swedish fans who were just going, oh, my God. And, you know, they'd seen him in Flying Doctors and all this sort of stuff as well. But that was that was a lot of fun. And, you know, they were, they were good people. But I had no idea um you know that they'd be interested in seeing Baronia boys as a result because of you know Elspeth and the girls were in it and they knew so much and they really loved the Swedes were really really loved and this is from one point to the other but they loved Erica Davidson which I get and they loved not Burke that was just a, so there's some sort of weird I get the Erica Davidson thing because she does have that Nordic kind of <laughs> like, you know, Erica's a very sort of Swedish name, I guess, but with a K, you know, and yeah. women make it like that. And there was another actress that looked very much like Patsy King that was in another women's prison show called 99 Women. And I can't remember the actress's name, but I think she was, that's um, not Googie Withers, it's it's another prison show. Oh, I love Googie Swedish. Withers, she was great. Um, but yeah, just the difference, Nolene Burke, there was, you know, there was a Nolene Burke fan club there, you know, on Jude Curing. So, um, yeah. Awesome. And you, you put Bronya on the map. You would have increased the housing values there with Bronya boys. I think I got a lot of shit from Bronya residents as well, thinking that I was taking the them, but I certainly wasn't. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you know, there's people, I remember the Swedes were saying, we want to come to Bronya, you know, saying they wanted to go to Bronya. Um, I, I did the wrong accent there. But um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that came as an idea because um, from Baronia Boys, um, I think I originally called it Bogans. And you've got to remember, this is way before there were any kind of, um, you know, those those Bogan comedies or, yeah. you know, those sort of things that, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm talking about 20 years ago, really, when I first came up with the concept. And, um, you know, the term Bogan actually comes from Baronia. Um, oh. There's a call. Yeah, it, it, I remember. I remember when the word first started. You grew up in out. you grew up in Fentry Gully, is that right? Yeah, no. I, grew, I mean, I, I grew up in Roval and Knox, Knox around Knox yeah, City. I went to 
Baranga High. I, I, my parents moved to Baranga when I was before I was born, um, kind of thing, and they opened up a business there. So all my life, all you know, I, I basically grew up there, yeah. and um, and I remember when the term was phrased, and people um say so there's a court in Baranga called Bogan Court, which is a little bit out further out. You know, oh, there's actually of, a court called Bogan Court. In Baronia, and that's where a couple of families lived who were. And if you look like that, and you listen before that, they were called sort of called headbangers or or yeah, yobos, yeah. yeah, kind of had the flannel, you know, a bit unkept, and had a sort of different accent. And you know, you into Steve, Stevie Nicks or what? You know, I got got this, you know, roast spit, some potatoes. You know, they were, they were yeah. you know, they drink those UDLs, UDLs you know, in the can, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, um, and they'd go to the middle pub, and you know, they'd but say that, terms like. Dad would have the uh, the wife beater singlet on the the blue. The, what they call them the wife beater singlets, the blue singlet. He's the chicks had the tight denim dresses and the mockies, <laughs> you know, when shopping, and the kids would sort of like if if they had kids, you know, it'd be, you know, they they put them in pajamas at like six o'clock and go shopping, like just weird shit like that. But anyway, look. Um, and that's where that, and you know, I was so I was hearing this bogan word in Baronia around about like not years before it came out, you know, kind of thing. And then it wasn't until Kylie Mo, Mole, you know, Kylie Mole on the comedy company was calling, I don't know, oh, some friend. Right, yeah. yeah. And that, you know, because younger people were saying your bogan, it was, it was drifting out from the eastern suburbs to that's the, um, the kind of things, you know, and then I'm talking about the late 80s now, and then it sort of, you know, caught on. Now Bogan's con- entirely different, you know, means something completely different, you know, to what, like like all words, you know, like, um, but anyway. Now that was so, cool. Yes. Um, awesome. Now I'm looking forward to this. We just shot episode 57 where we spoke about everything from scotch eggs to prostitutes. So that will be a lot of so, Eggs and hookers, it's going to be happening. Tune in. I mean, it sounds like one of my- Films actually, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, amazing. I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. We've got a lot of great interviews planned, a lot of good cast and crew coming on, and a lot of other things planned um for the season two. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, yeah, I'm really excited and pumped to actually be doing it with you. Let us know <laughs> comments. If you don't like me, tell me. I've got a thick skin. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it in drag. I'll do it as a different character. <laughs> Whatever. I still got the prisoner uniform somewhere that we made for prisoner queen. I don't know. I think I might have it. Yeah, I can lend you one of mine. I've got I've got an officer's uh, uniform and inmate's dress. You can wear that. Oh, I remember I was dressed as the prison officer when we did prisoner queen, and I was coming back from. Oh, there was a scenes where I'm walking, stalking the streets as night, wearing you know the Wentworth thing, you know, with the three pips or whatever. And I had to catch the taxi home and um, I hailed, you know, this is way before Ubers and stuff. And um, I remember putting my finger out getting a taxi and, and it stopped straight away because they thought I was some sort of official. Like it looks, when you put that on, you actually really look, you know, something changes yeah. in your physique. And I got into the, yes, you just knocked off work. And I went, yeah. <laughs> and it goes, oh, where do you work? And I went, Wentworth Detention Centre. And he went, oh, cool. <laughs> Like, he just, he goes, where are you going? I said, Surrey Hills. You know where that is? Yes. Well, that's where you're going. <laughs> I just, it's weird. And then I took it off and sort of almost giggled. 
but yeah I'm so I, some I, jackets we should wear them one episode that'd be funny <laughs> that's crossing over into i don't know if i can <laughs> get that kinky in the podcast what do you yeah. reckon no no we can as long as you're wearing your pants that's that's all good <laughs> all right awesome thank you thanks mate i'll see you next one see you next one yeah bye